0: Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now.
1: Well, welcome, Power Partners. It is a Star Style day and it is a party day. We have a new presidential administration, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but congratulations to our new President uh, Biden and history-making Vice President Kamala Harris, or Kamala, I always say it wrong, Kamala Harris, Um, so that is, it it was really a lovely inauguration, even though it had to have a lot of security, but they did a brilliant job. So this show is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And in today's show, besides talking a little bit about the Biden-Harris inauguration, we want to talk about goals And have you written your goals yet? I mean, we have to stop making useless resolutions and instead get out that paper and pen and start dreaming. We can reach for one small star at a time. And before long, you'll be playing in a galaxy. Also, January is the month of winter sleep, so it offers gardeners the opportunity to dream, to plan, to imagine. And there's not much work to be done in our yards, although I seem to find lots all the time. Uh, So we can begin to chart the days ahead so that we'll be able to share the bounty from our efforts, and we can be renewed by uh, by nature. And who can't use more inner peace uh, this year? We're going to learn to be calmer. And more present with a few mindfulness tips that are free and at your disposal from meditating to moon gazing. So we have a big show for you today on this um, very historic day of January 20th, 2021. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. You can visit Be The Star You Are at bethestarur.org. And this is from Winston Churchill. It is a mistake to try to look too far ahead. The chain of destiny can only be grasped one link at a time, and I thought that was such an appropriate uh, quote or adage to uh, launch today's show because united was the theme of the day and. President Biden will not lead with an example of power, he said, but with the power of example. And I like that message a lot because it was like we're going to take it one step at a time. He started off by saying, we the people, not I, but we the people. This is America's Day. So I want to congratulate um, Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, This is Democracy's Day, and these are words that Biden wrote for his um, speech today. A day of history and hope, of renewal and resolve. Through a crucible for the ages, America has been tested. A new, and America has risen to the challenge. Today we celebrate the triumph, not of a candidate, but but of a cause, a cause of democracy. The people, the will of the people has been heard, and the will of the people has been heeded. Every January, people make resolutions to lose weight, earn more money, sleep more hours, travel to distant lands, and spend more time with loved ones. And by the beginning of April, most of those great in- intentions have long been forgotten in the fast-paced existence that we call life, so that's why we're gonna talk about goals here um, on Star Style today, because all those statistics indicate that it only takes 30 days to drop an old habit or learn a new one, most of us just don't stick with our plans long enough to reap any benefits. But before we get into that, I, I just wanted to give a few more words of what he said as we look ahead in our uniquely American way. Restless, bold, optimistic, and set our sights on a nation we know we can be and must be. I thank my predecessors of both parties. I thank them from the bottom of my heart. And I know the resilience of our Constitution and the strength of our nation, as does President Carter, who I spoke with last night, who couldn't be with us today, but who we salute for his lifetime of service. I've just taken a sacred oath each of those patriots have taken, the oath first sworn by George Washington. But the American story depends not on any one of us. Not on some of us, but on all of us. On we, the people, who seek a more perfect union. This is a great nation. We are good people. And over the centuries, through storm and strife, and peace and in war, we've come so far. And we still have far to go. We'll press forward with speed and urgency, for we have much to do in this winter of peril and significant possibility. Much to do, much to heal, much to restore, much to build, and much to gain. Few people in our nation's history have been more challenged or found a time more challenging or difficult than the time we're in now. A once in a century virus that silently stalks the country has taken as many lives in one year as in all of World War II. And as an aside, Before I came on the air today, it was just announced on NPR that as of today, 405,000 Americans have died, and two Americans are dying every minute. Millions of jobs have been lost, hundreds of thousands of businesses closed, a cry for racial justice from 400 years in the making moves us. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. A cry for survival comes from the planet itself a cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. The rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. And to overcome these challenges, to restore the soul and secure the future of America requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in democracy, unity, unity. And with that, I'll just end. Um, I really felt that it was a heartfelt uh, presentation, and it spoke to America. I really enjoyed seeing and listening to Lady Gaga and uh, Jennifer Lopez and Garth Brooks, and of course, the amazing young 22 year old who is our poet laureate. She just really hit it uh, hit everything right in the heart. So, I just wish success to our next administration. I do hope that unity and respect and decency and uh, love can be returned to our country and that we can all learn to get along and we don't have to agree. We can disagree, but we do not have to have violence. So let's disagree, but let's, you know, be able to talk about it. So now I want to just go on to goals and because I do believe in the importance of having goals and I do believe in the importance of writing them down, because when we fail to plan, we plan to fail. And if we don't know where we're going, we're never going to get there. So every January, people do make resolutions, as I already said. And then, you know, by April, most of those have fallen by the wayside. Clients of all ages have come to me for help in living their dreams, and although I have no magic wand, there is no magic wand, I can offer a few tips that might assist you in setting goals, reaching for the stars, and best of all, just landing on them. So first, focus on the positives in your life instead of the negatives. Make a list of everything big and small that you accomplished in the last 12 months, and forget about what you did not do. Just let it go. Acknowledge your strengths and put yourself on the back. Learn to congratulate yourself and celebrate. You'll be astonished at how much you did achieve. Eliminate the excuses from your vocabulary. People say to me that they want to write a book or they want to audition for a movie, but I don't have the time, I don't know how, I don't have the skills, I don't think I could do it. Well, there's only one you, there's only one now, So, you know, just do it. I know Nike, you have that uh, trademark, but it's such a great thing. Just do it. Create a plan of action by breaking down your goals into small realistic steps. For example, don't say I'm going to lose 25 pounds this year because that's a negative. Instead, say I'll be healthier this year with a goal of losing two pounds per month and I'll weigh and put your number in there by December 31st. Those two pounds per month sound double undoable, while 25 pounds feels like a stretch. And just remember, you know, by the inch, it's a cinch. So decide how much time you can give to your dream and then stick to it. Again, start small. Allocate an hour a week or three hours a month or just perhaps an interrupted weekend. And tackle each obstacle as it arises without letting a monster into your psyche. You know, you don't want things to pile up because when it gets too big, you just can't handle it. You don't know where to start. Make a list of everyone who can help you achieve your goals and share your ideas. This is especially important if achieving your dreams impacts the time you spend with friends, family, co-workers, or on Zoom. Don't underestimate the people that love you. Engage them. And by letting them know what you're striving for, they're going to be more willing to help you to get there. Ask for help from your parents first or from your siblings or, again, anybody that you know really is your cheerleader. And then get organized. This needs to be in capital letters. Here it is again. Get organized, all caps. That means organize your workspace, your home life, your closets, your schedules. If you operate in a clutter and in chaos, it's going to be challenging to create anything new in your life. Be a list maker. Create a master to-do list. I'm a huge list maker. There's always a list going. Uh, But better yet, you could do a chart. You could do a daily, weekly, monthly chart, and it allows you to see what you've accomplished and what you need to do to get to your next agenda. And you could do this online, or you can have a paper version. I'm big, maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but I do both. I have an online calendar of to-dos, and I have a paper version. And that way I can flip to a full month and see everything. And that way I don't miss anything, and I'm always on time. Be specific. Many people say they want more money, but what does more money mean? Do you want a dollar more? Do you want a $1,000 more? I've often said that my dream home would be on water, and I daily envision myself living on a lake. Well, we had a tremendous rainfall. Our creeks overflowed, and our gardens and our driveway flooded. So when I looked out in the morning, I was living on a rushing river or a lake, you might say, but it really wasn't what I wanted. So obviously I wasn't specific enough, so be specific. Now then don't get overwhelmed. Remember to pamper yourself, step back, reevaluate your progress as you go along. I'll give you some mindful tips at the end of the show today. Because your goal is to celebrate your accomplishments and not chide yourself for any setbacks. Keep your eye on the prize. Bring your senses how you will feel when you have reached your dream. It's a process. And in order to make dreams come true, you have to dream big in the first place. You will have doubts and you will have down days because no one is 100% on track all the time. But if you work towards your strengths and not to your weaknesses, the result is going to be more balance, more purpose, and most of all, more happiness. People achieve what they think they have the ability to achieve. Hard work, sacrifice, and commitment deserve applause. So create smart goals and watch your successful habits soar. By rewarding yourself for your successes and keeping your goals realistic, doable, accountable, and specific, you will find yourself creating the future that you've always wanted. And this is just a short exercise that I give to my clients and maybe you would like it. So there's um, there for the five letters of SMART. I call them SMART goals. So SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. So what are those steps? Specific is if you want to learn French, that's specific, while making money is not. So if you want to know if you're designing a SMART goal, ask yourself, what do I mean by that? Measurable. Learning to speak French in 13 weeks is measurable, while making more money is not. (laughs) Your actions must be calculated so that you know when you've achieved success. So if you want to make more money, is it 25 cents a dollar to $2 million? You know, be specific. Achievable. Learning to speak French in 13 weeks so that I can order food in a French restaurant is achievable. You don't wanna set yourself up for failure. Relevant, learning to speak French in 13 weeks so that I can order food in a French restaurant while vacationing in France is relevant. So to be relevant, the goal must really matter to you. And if you don't have a good reason for doing it, you're gonna drop that goal after a few weeks. So think about the relevancy. And then timely, learning to speak French By the time I leave for my vacation to France gives me an end point. So even if you want to have a goal forever, you need to put an end date to your cycle. And then you can start anew when you've accomplished that. So the time is now. Work your plan. Plan your work. And as the sage, my favorite sage Yoda said, do or do not. There is no try. So wishing you a more prosperous, healthy, happy, and thrilling life. Make this the year you shine, pandemic or no pandemic. You can sparkle and soar. Just be specific. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be coming right back with Renewal by Nature. Don't go away.
0: Be the star you are.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now back to the power party.
1: Well, we're back and you are listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And it's so unbelievable today what a gorgeous day it is. And here it's January 20th, and it's about 75 degrees. This whole last few days has been in the 70s to 90s. Maybe that's not good. Maybe that's climate change, but I have really been enjoying it outside. Um, Mahatma Gandhi said, Live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. And my goal is always to keep learning every single day. And I have been working in my garden just pretty much nonstop, even though I say that this is a time for relaxation for me gardening or being in nature is a relaxation and i have these wonderful crunchy pods of my sugar snaps uh, peas that i went into the garden and i just popped them in my mouth and it just was like i felt like i was saying a prayer of gratitude because i get to grow my own food to nourish my family and i have these gardens that i cultivate that nourish my soul I mean, the past few weeks have brought the fragility of life into focus amidst the mounting death toll from the pandemic and the anxiety that has been aroused by the political rampages. So we need to return to our roots to savor the sweetness of life. And for me, Mother Nature has always provided renewal and refreshment in her simplicity and her order. And when I'm feeling stressed, I just go outside to walk, listen, see, smell, touch, taste, to reconnect with my senses and to revive my spirit. I picked a few stems of jonquil and jonquils are narcissi, narcissus, which is like in the daffodil family or the daffodils are in the narcissus family, but they're incredibly, incredibly fragrant. And these are ones that were actually wild ones that I've been cultivating for quite a long time. And I have them sitting on my desk right now, and it just fills my nostrils with elegant perfume, and it makes me, just makes me so happy. And my step increases in bounce because my citrus, which are my navel oranges, they are um, ripe right now. So back in my vegetable garden, I've got arugula and sorrel and Swiss chard and assorted greens and beets, and all of those just await my culinary menus. Orange and yellow calendula flowers are seasoning my salads and the unusual hued flowers of osteospermin elevate my chi as they decorate my hillside. And these unusual colors, usually when you see osteospernum, which is also known as African daisy, you'll see it in white or you see them in purple. But these, I, they are a peach color with a purple center and they are just absolutely stunning. Now, my journal indicates that this week in January, I'm supposed to be pruning my roses. However, my bushes are still filled with buds and blooms, and they enhance my landscape and, of course, my heart because I'm I'm picking them to put in the house as well. So I'm going to put off that task when it gets colder, probably next month in February. Beauty is required as a tonic for joyfulness and in winter months, I want to see beauty in the garden, too. So here in California, normally we would be hard pruning our roses now. However, uh, for most of California, it is just w- still way too warm. So I would encourage you, if you're in the western states, uh, to check. If you still have blooms and buds on your rose bushes, no need to prune yet. You have time. You can do it in February and they will still um, bud out, and you'll have blossoms by end of March or April. So winter is a time to regroup, to rest, to repair, to rethink. And deciduous trees are now bare here, at least in my uh, landscape, and that's an indication that the work in the garden is winding down, at least for a month or so. However, with that said, I'm still having to prune my fruit trees, and that's a a fairly big task, and it's time to prune your crepe myrtles as well as all your berries, and I've got to prune my grapevines, and that'll take um, a bit of time. So, but, you know, there's not a lot of uh, digging that you're going to do right now. So you can use this period to dream and decide what projects and plantings that you may want to engage in throughout the year. So what is on your list of things that you've always desired in your backyard, but maybe you never had the time, the money, or the inclination to accomplish? So I have a sampling of suggestions that you can fill your vision boards with, and they could include planting a pollinator garden or planting a cutting garden, making a meditation meadow, rebuilding a patio or a deck. A re- erecting a retaining wall, which is something that I should say um, I've been working on? I had a retaining wall that collapsed because of um, just the I'm on a hill and the dirt just was push, pushing it down. So um, I'm working on rebuilding that right now. So you can erect one or you can rebuild one. Grow vegetables, herbs and fruits. Retrofit regions for relaxation and reading. I don't think you can ever have too many benches or sitting areas or hammocks or things that where you can go and just feel, you know, feel like you can have some serene time and breathe out in the garden. You could add a trellis, a gate, an arbor, or a gazebo, and then you could plant. Uh, trailing and climbing vines that would go over it. You could apply, uh, apply roses that are climbers or like pink bower vine, which is just beautiful. You could do honeysuckle if you want something that is sweet and has a great fragrance. So there's a lot of things you can do with it. You should create a compost pile or buy a compost bin. And you can keep just a small composting bin or a composting pail underneath your sink and then move it to the big compost pile it only takes a few months for your waste uh, when it's mixed with leaves and grass and other greens and brown material to turn into a really rich compost that you put back in your garden so I really recommend doing that that is something that I work on 365 days a year improve a perennial plot. Perennials are so important as are bulbs to plant in your garden because like bulbs, you plant them, you forget about them. And then just at the time when you're thinking, oh, everything looks awful. They just pop up and give you so much excitement and joy. I I love that about bulbs. It's like just when the it seems like nothing's blooming, the bulbs pop up. And then perennials, when you cut them back um, after they're done blooming, they just come back year after year after year. And so that is so great. You buy them once, you plant them once, you know, you fertilize, prune, do all that stuff, and then you are done. So, hanging hammocks for summer enjoyment. I have two hammocks that are hooked on trees, and I use them all the time, so they are really, they're great. You may want to switch to succulents if you are in drought-prone areas, or at least add some succulents to your garden so that you're not using too much water. Increase the native population. Uh, Natives grow really well, so... Whatever is native, endemic to your microclimate is going to do well. So think about it and research it. Find out what is native to the area where you live and make sure to add some of that to your garden. If you have children or grandchildren or friends with children, you might want to create a play structure. Or if you have a great tree, I mean, a fun thing always is to have a throw a rope over it with a tire and do it tire swing my favorite what are one of my favorite things as a kid was having a big rope swing with a tire and of course it went over the creek and if we fell we fell in the creek so we loved it that was a really fun thing um pave a path with gravel or crushed granite having a path to walk on that has gravel or granite it just adds i don't know just some some elegance and gives you a you know, a safe walking as opposed to having something that is irregular or broken. Probably time to install either a pond, a fountain, a waterfall or another water feature because we want to take care of our feathered friends and birds just really flock to you when you have that. Increase your library of garden guides. So if you want to learn more about gardening, you need to get some garden books and garden catalogs. And so uh, you can c- continue to have a library and then refer back to it. I have s- so many different garden books, including the ones that I've written, Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul and Growing with the Goddess Gardener. But, you know, whenever I get stuck, every once in a while, I forget the name of something or I'm thinking, hmm, should I be fertilizing this now? I'm supposed to wait. I always have a garden guide that's there to help me. If you have junk piles around your house, It's time to remove them or organize them, and especially if you're in a fire-prone area, a junk pile could just be the the igniter that can cause all the problems, so you want to really be careful. Um, If you have a fireplace now that it's winter, it's time to stack your wood for a fireplace, or if you have a fire pit outside, so um, have your wood cut and stacked and in a safe place. Um, Enlarge any bird habitats, and that means to look at your garden and see where birds like to hang out. I mean, are they nesting in the trees? Do you have some brush? Do you have branches? Or are you hanging some bird houses? Are you hanging some bird feeders? So check out your bird habitats. Replace any irrigation systems or broken pipes. It's good to check those. And I find that in the wintertime, my lawn seems to grow over sprinkler heads. So it's really important to turn on your irrigation system. You know, every once in a while, just to make sure that you're not covering up your sprinkler heads, because it really takes a long time to find them when, you know, they're covered by an inch of of grass and dirt. So that's kind of an important thing. And then, when it gets um, springtime, if you want to reseed your grass, that's the time. Don't do it now. It, it, even though it might be warm in your area, the soil's not warm enough. So, March and April are good times to reseed lawns. The best time is fall, though build a rain garden. That's a garden that when the water comes down from your roof or down from your hill, it's not going to go into your foundation or under your house. And you can do that just with some river rocks. And it really looks pretty. So it becomes like a dry creek in the summer. And then when it's raining, it is a rain garden. So that's kind of a nice thing. You might want to start a small vineyard. Even a couple of vines of different grapes will provide you with enough grapes just for your own enjoyment. And if you decide that you want to make wine, you know, it's interesting how you can take just a small plot and plant half a dozen to a dozen vines and you will have you could have enough grapes to make a few bottles. So that might be kind of fun. This is a good time to buy patio furniture or chase lounges because you might find them on sale or especially online or you find them actually um, on, um, I don't want to say giveaway, but on, you know, they're really reduced because it's the end of the season. And if you go to my website at cynthiabryan.com and you click on a patio and I think it's called patio and garden um, features or something, it's a green button. Anyway, there's four or five different companies that I like that have all kinds of discounts with bulbs and perennials and furniture um, and all kinds of things for your garden tools, even, even gazebos. I mean, it's just about everything. A rock wall is really pretty. That can actually, you can plant a rock wall. It could also end up being some kind of enclosure, or it could even be like a retaining wall, but done with rock. And what about an animal enclosure? If you have dogs or chickens or or goats or bunnies, you need something that's going to make them safe. My chickens and goats are actually running around on the hill now. And after this show, I have to run and lock them up because the coyotes come out like as soon as it, the sun sets, and I don't want to have, I don't want them to have a chicken dinner. Uh, if you have fences, maybe uh, this is a good time to paint your fences or plan on painting them before the summer comes. And finally, shoot photos of your plants and the wildlife that visit. It's really a great idea because it gives you a running um, a journal or you know, a, a running list of what is blooming when. And I refer to, back to mine all the time to see what was blooming on certain days. And you find out if things are ahead or behind. So the ideas are endless as we take time to pause and brainstorm and learn something new. But foster enthusiasm for the new year by paying attention to the enrichment of the natural world. And you can reawaken your senses and restore your passion and design your future farm. And most of all, you can just breathe. I have just a couple of mid-January gardening guide tips for you. And uh, I hope that you will, these will be useful. So, record your landscaping escapades by writing in a garden journal, either online or in print. And your journals will track the trends and the seasons for the forthcoming years. And as I just said, also taking pictures of what's blooming, what's not, is really good. And if you have wild animals, it's fun to shoot photos of animals that might be visiting. Clean your garden tools in a bucket of vinegar and water for 20 minutes. Remove your tools, dip a sponge in a bowl of baking soda, soda, and then scrub off the rust. This is just a great way, an organic way, to clean your tools. You can sprout onions and chives in your kitchen by cutting the greens and then putting the roots in a glass of water. Within a week, you're going to have fresh greens for your salads and soups, but just make sure you change the water daily because it gets really stinky. You can start yams or sweet potatoes by rooting them in a glass jar with water. It's a very simple, fun, growing opportunity for kids. And when the lush leaves emerge, it's just time to plant outside to produce more yams or potatoes. Replenish bird feeders with nutritious seeds to keep our avian visitors nearby while supplementing their dietary requirements, especially in the cold season. Uh, Read seed and bulb catalogs or magazines that feature gardens. Like I just did, harvest your sugar snap peas, your arugula with charred greens and Brussels sprouts. Reduce watering on your house plants because they need to rest for a winter's nap and too much water could rot the roots resolve to spend at least 30 minutes per day outside rain or shine or snow studies indicate that every person needs at least 15 minutes of outdoor light every day just to get some necessary vitamin d you know nourishment refrain from heavy pruning of your rose bushes um, until the buds and blooms are finished if you are here in the west or southwest and they're still blooming uh, plant a container of aloe to use on burns and bites. That is something you can never have. Uh, you, you will not regret that. And reconnect and be renewed by nature. So again, go outside, smell the roses, smell the narcissi or the keels, and remember that nature can renew you. So live as if you were to die tomorrow, but learn as if you were to live forever. Mahatma Gandhi again said that. So just keep on learning. You're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we hope that you are being empowered. Stick around. Business Bite is coming right up with Secrets of Goal Setting. Be the Star You
2: Are. Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: Gaining control of your life by setting goals is at the center of most leadership and time management systems. Stephen Covey, the best-selling author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and other books, suggests to empower yourself and accomplish your goals, you must ask yourself these questions. What do I want to accomplish? What contribution do I want to make to the project? Why do I want to do it? What's my motive? And how am I going to do it? Answers to these what, why, and how questions create the context for setting weekly and long-range goals. Start small. Find balance by first setting short-term goals that you're sure to accomplish, then gradually adding to your list. Goal setting is a lifelong strategy for success. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business fight from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star
0: you are. now back to the power party.
1: Well, we're back. It is the power party. This is the day inauguration day of the new president Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris. And I'm sure that you'll be able to. If you if you missed any of the ceremony, you'll probably be able to see it um, online or on. Um, I watched it on. NPR. So I'm sure that they'll probably have it. But you know, it was a lovely, lovely celebration, especially in the context of what has been happening in our country. So I'm glad that everybody so far has been safe. And let's hope that it continues. So mindfulness, who can't use a bit more inner peace these days? I mean, there are so many digital tools at our disposal, as well as the natural wonders that are right in our backyard, as I was just telling you. So we can learn to be calmer and more present every day in every way. So what are a few things that you can do to be more mindful? Well, one of the things, I start my day every day with a meditation. I But I do it outside, and again, I do it rain or shine. If it's raining, I put on a great big hat and I'll have an umbrella. But I still sit outside. Sometimes I end up getting soaking wet. But it wakes me up and I feel grateful. It's a practice that can take years to master. But, you know, I don't do anything fancy. But the benefits can be realized sooner by establishing just a daily routine. So if you don't really know how to meditate, you could try a guided meditation. And there's all kinds of phone apps that can help you along on the mindfulness journey. I have never used one. So I really can't say that I can't uh, attest to these phone apps, but I do know people who have used them and found them to be very helpful. For me, I just look out at the trees and watch the, you know, listen to the wind and I look at clouds. So for me, nature is my mindful meditation, and it really, really works if that's what you want to do. But there are things such as calm, which is a Phone app, and that's for people who want to reduce anxiety, develop gratitude, improve their focus, sleep better. There's also one called Simple Habit, and that's for people who have five or 10 minutes a day. Another one that's called Headspace, and that has a lot of uh, beginner content, I'm told, and a lot of other options. So, you know, just check around to see if you want to do a guided meditation. Uh, one of my favorite things, you know, is the, the Shinrin-yoku. It's called forest bathing. And for it's really a deeply satisfying experience in nature. And I kind of think this is what my meditation is. It's immersing yourself in one of um, a beautiful landscape or at least going outside. It literally is the Japanese word that means luxuriating in the forest. So... It's been proven to lower blood pressure, to strengthen the immune system. And it's like a forest bath. That's what forest bathing means. And it's not an actual bath. It's just a way to simply relax in nature, disconnect from the world, get rid of the technology, and, you know, take a walk. So find out where the hikes are in your area or where a bench is under a tree. And it could be as simple as a park. Some people find more mindfulness in yoga, and you know, if you don't know how to do yoga, there's all different kinds. There's the yin, the vinyasa, the Bikram, the Kundalini, and more. You, there are socially distanced in-person classes um, that are allowed in certain counties and states, so you can check that out, or you could do again online. There's always something that you could do. Uh, Art. Now, science shows that art, visual art, dance, music, digital, any kind of anything that's artistic is linked to improved mental health and mindfulness. And you don't have to be a Picasso, you know, or a Rembrandt to experience these effects. So just, you know, get out some crayons or some acrylic paints and uh, or some chalk, and just start doing it. And you can also do ceramics or photography. But the point is is just kind of express your artistic license. What I do with clients a lot is we make a vision board. I call them a dream board. And we just cut out. I bring a lot of um, magazines. Cut out pictures and sayings and just things that grab you. It's like what do you find first? And put it on a piece of cardboard or a piece of paper or whatever you want. And it's so interesting how it can end up reflecting who you are. And I have one that I made years and years ago, and I still look at it and I realize, wow, all these things that I wanted to achieve, I was able to. And maybe it's because I made this dream board. Uh, Moon gazing. This is another form of meditation. And of course, it's another one that you can do outdoors. You don't have to close your eyes for moon gazing because you can look up at the moon and you won't hurt your eyes. And it's very soothing and it's meant to evoke feelings of awe and oneness with the universe. So just find whatever is the best place for you to look at the moon. I know when I do my moon gazing, I always see faces in the moon. And I always, I don't know, i, I they just kind of appear. It's the same like when I do a cloud gazing. I see, you know, I, I see all kinds of fun things. I'll see a kangaroo or or I might see an alligator or I see people or I see angels. So, you know, let your imagination run wild and do some moon gazing or some cloud gazing. Another great mindfulness exercise would be doing your cardio with canines or any animal companion because that can improve your health in numerous ways lower your blood pressure and it gets you exercise and you really want to have good health and you can have your furry friend with you so take if you have dogs and take your walk you know with your dog hit the trails for some fresh air and socially distance exercise and again no matter where you live there's always places you can get outside if you don't Have a dog or an animal. You may want to adopt one. And if you—that that is another mindfulness thing. Go to a shelter and see what you need. I mean, I went to a shelter and I ended up coming home with a bird that only had one wing and needed a home. (laughs) And so I took care of the, the bird. But there are, of course, dogs and cats and pigs and bunnies and just about any animal you can think of that are at shelters. And they all need homes. So if you really would like to have um, a pet, that's a good place to get one. And if you don't want to adopt, think about fostering a pet. If you can't take on a permanent family member, there's always a need for foster homes for all kinds of animals to have a safe place until they're placed in a forever home. In fact, my um, pot belly pig, who's really not a pot belly pig, but she was um, found and given to the foster family as a uh, as a pot belly pig she's actually a juliana and a, now she's a full-size pig but um, she was fostered when she was found running down a street and she lived in a small apartment with a couple in san francisco um, until she got too big and needed a forever a forever home and my barnyard ended up being that but think about fostering a pet also make sure you take some mental health days which are just days that you decide to give yourself a break, even if it's a couple of hours. Maybe you can't give yourself a whole day, but give yourself a couple of hours to walk outside or to read a book or to have a call with a friend. These are tough times right now because of the social distancing. So that might be something. Another mindfulness thing is cooking. If you aren't a cook, start, start, you know, dishing things up. It's really fun to create, you know, new recipes and who cares if they don't always turn out fine. If that's okay, there's a lot of farmers markets out there and they're a great go-to resource for quality produce and a lot of them have fish and meat. And so you could get some good things to eat and they'll be fresh. They might find baked breads or cheeses, teas, honeys, coffee, all of that. And uh, that so that is very mindful if, if you're cooking. Another thing is, of course, gardening. And for me, this is the most mindful thing you can do. And there's no better way to ensure a healthy farm-to-table diet than to grow your own fruits and vegetables. And, you know, there are actually community gardens, or you can just, as I say so often here on the show... You know, just plant a pot on a balcony or a windowsill if you don't have much space. So there are also online classes. You could join a Master Gardener program. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of tutorials online. And all of those things will help you be more mindful. Other things that you can do is outdoor workouts. That's a, a big thing, especially with the pandemic. Is get your fitness outside. You can you can do dance. You can uh, do um, do your weights and aerobics. So all kinds of things can be done outside. And there's you know there are even places that you can social distance and do like aerial maneuvers. Uh, And don't forget to volunteer just the you can volunteer online like be the star you are has lots of different online virtual uh, volunteer opportunities and so do other other uh, charities and by volunteering it really makes you feel good because by helping others you really help yourself. And then also just don't forget about kids. Kids are learning remotely right now, and it's really important to help them stay connected with your friends. So think of some fun, safe activities like scavenger hunts that you can do and hide treasures, you know, rocks, all those kinds of things, and do some things with kids. And whatever you do, just be mindful of the days, the times, because this is the only time that we have. Well, thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you listen to our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio. It airs right here on the Voice America Network on Sundays at 3 p.m. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are, visit bethestarur.org. If you wanted to make a donation for 2020, You can still do that by sending a check to P.O. Box 376 Moraga, California 94556 because the CARES Act allows you to take 100% of your uh, adjusted gross income um, and get it 100% off. So if you'd like to do that, it has to be dated by December 31st. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And until we celebrate next week, remember love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, encouraging you to be the star you are and be your unapologetically authentic self. Make it a wonderful week. And again, congratulations to our new president and vice president and the incoming cabinets. May peace prevail. I'm off to, to lock up my chickens and goats and pigs. Have a great week. Mrs. Cynthia Bryan. Thank you for joining me.
0: Be the star you are. The star you are.